This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Brent Crudel finished the year at just over $74 a barrel. That's down 10% on the year, and it's the first time crude has finished the year with a loss since 2020. A Reuters survey of economists and analysts predicting Brent crude average around $82.56 per barrel this year. Weak global demand may be offset by geopolitical tensions. According to the monthly agricultural prices report from the National Agriculture Statistics Service, corn prices average four dollars sixty six per bushel nationwide. That's down from four or rather from six forty nine per bushel a year earlier. Soybeans average thirteen dollars a bushel, down a dollar per bushel from November of twenty twenty two. And spring wheat finished November with an average price of six dollars eighty five cents per bushel, down from nine dollars twenty four cents per bushel a year ago. For livestock, the prices received for beef calves was two hundred ninety dollars per hundredweight. That's nearly ninety dollars better than a year earlier. Butcher hogs averaged fifty-eight dollars and ten cents a hundredweight, down from nearly sixty-seven dollars a year ago. During the week that ended December twenty-third, fresh potato shipments out of the Red River Valley totaled ninety-nine thousand hundredweight. That's up more than twenty-three percent from a year ago. Nationwide, the fresh potato shipments are up fifteen percent. North American Potato Market News reports four of the top eight shipping areas posted an increase in movement. Most of that volume coming from Idaho. Zaner Group, Ag Hedge Lead, Ted Seifert said the weather still is playing a critical role in this grain market. It's still a weather market. Everybody's all over the place. You have some guys saying that, you know, this is a complete weather change for Brazil and that their growing season is going to be better from here on out. And that while damage has been done, we're going to stop hearing uh, our estimates of the Brazilian soybean crop coming down and they'll start to bounce back a little bit. Other forecasters say we can go right back to hot and dry. Uh, and and this isn't over. Uh, and then still yet another set of forecasters talking about how, well, okay, now it could really start to rain too much. It could be quality concerns. Um, and so you don't really know. I, we're not completely out of the woods of the weather market. Van On and Company market analyst Christy Van On says the soybean market succumbed to technical trading Tuesday this week. That March contract is now the lead contract for soybeans. We're right at the lows from this previous back in June. Um, the lows there were 12.62, and the the low on the day was 12.67 and a quarter for March. So we need to hold this 12.62, or you're really honestly looking at targets around $12, um, and that is not what we want to see. So I think technicals have taken over at this point. They're bringing in some selling pressure. It seems like managed money has wanted to get short beans. Um, they've been pretty aggressively short, corn and wheat, but not so much beans, and they've been liquidating along the way. And with weather improving in South America and a slow export outlook, Kleist Commodities uh, principal Al Kleist says the corn and soybeans are drifting lower and farmer selling is non-existent. Uh, farmer sales pretty slow. Uh, with the down uh, move now, we are seeing some basis pushes, especially for some of the ethanol plants in the upper Midwest because farmers on the down markets are just not selling. I think that when we get some prices rebound, that there's a lot of people that want to make sales in the new tax year, but uh, it's been pretty slow so far. And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan.
If you have farmland and are thinking of selling or would like help negotiating with tenants, Rider Land Company can help. Hi, this is Chris Griffin with Rider Land Company. Our company and its founder, John Botsford, have a long history of helping owners successfully sell their farmland or maintain their farmland through our farm management services. We pride ourselves in being a trusted resource and would be happy to meet with you to formulate a plan to best accomplish your goals for the land. Go to RiderRiverLandCo.com to set up a meeting with us today. Red River Land Company, your trusted name in farm real estate. Thanks to the American farmer for putting food on the plate, clothes on our back, and fuel in our tank. Your work is measured in acres, not hours. The Red River Farm Network is here to deliver farm news, markets, and weather information to the best farmers in the business. From Rugby to Benson and Roseau to Aberdeen, the Red River Farm Network covers agriculture. Go online to rrfn.com to find your local Red River Farm Network radio station. Podcasts are also available online at rrfn.com, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. A look at news this week in agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. The minutes from the mid-December Federal Reserve Open Market Committee meeting were released. They indicate some Fed officials were worried about leaving interest rates elevated for too long. Others said the situation may warrant keeping the target rate at its current level for longer than expected. The minutes did not offer any insight into the timeline for lowering benchmark interest rates. Compared to one year ago, third quarter transportation costs for shipping corn and soybeans declined through the Pacific Northwest and Gulf. The USDA Grain Transportation Report indicates those costs dropped from the second to third quarter through the PNW but increased through the Gulf. Low water levels on the Mississippi River resulted in a 104% increase in barge rates. Year-to-year transportation costs for the P&W fell 17% for corn and 16% for soybeans due to a sizable decline in truck and ocean rates. The United States is part of a coalition demanding the Houthi rebels stop their attacks on ships moving through the Red Sea. A joint statement has been issued by 13 countries including Canada, Australia, Japan and the United Kingdom. The statement said the ongoing attacks are illegal, unacceptable and profoundly destabilizing. The coalition said this was their final warning. The Iranian-backed Houthis have been attacking commercial shipments to support Palestine in their war with Israel. There has been 25 attacks the past two months. With security issues on the Red Sea, major shippers are rerouting around the southern tip of Africa. NDSU Extension Crops economist Frayne Olson is watching freight rates shoot higher. Shipping delays are happening. A lot of the buyers are kind of just-in-time delivery people. They don't have a lot of storage capacity. They, don't, they need the throughput. They don't want to pay for a lot of high inventory costs. And so they count on a very reliable supply chain to be able to deliver their product on time and at a reasonable price. And so these disruptions that we're looking at, not particularly in kind of the Mediterranean, when we look at the Black Sea, which goes into the Mediterranean, the Suez Canal now, it's, it's having an impact on the grain prices as well. A common route for container ships is through the Mediterranean Sea and Suez Canal to China. Well, if you go from the Mediterranean, you have to go all around South Africa. That changes the timing and it changes the cost significantly. And all of a sudden something came out of the PNW might look more attractive because of the timing issues. It's a shorter haul. You don't have to go around any major land masses. Uh, but it's also the cost effective. And so um, it, it does have the potential to shift the flow of grain short term. Probably in a long term sense, not necessarily, but from a short term sense, absolutely. 
The government faces a partial shutdown on January 19th if an agreement cannot be made to approve funding. Russell Group President Randy Russell says the first four appropriations bills that need to be approved would impact agriculture agencies. The border situation is expected to play a huge role in any forward movement. That would include uh, the Department of Agriculture, along with the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, Farm Credit Administration, and the Food and Drug Administration, along with some other agencies. And then the other date for the other eight appropriation bills is February 2nd. So there are negotiations going on right now to see if they can find a path forward to fund all 12 of these bills. Frankly, a major stumbling block, and we saw the speaker, uh, Mike Johnson, the new speaker down on the border, is the insistence on several House Republicans and even some Senate Republicans on uh, addressing the border as part of any negotiation. This has been a look at news this week in agriculture. I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. Galvan Balancer, smart, reliable, profitable. Add fertility, increase cow herd longevity, moderate mature cow size, and heavier weaned calves are easier to achieve with Galvay and Balancer Genetics. Be sure to visit galvay.org to learn more about Galvay Genetics that work for the commercial producer. Join the North Dakota Galvey Association for the 2024 North Dakota Golden Rule Sale, Sunday, January 28th at Kist Livestock, starting at 2 o'clock. Imagine this. You gather a stadium full of farmers, step up to the podium, and tell them about your business. What would that be worth to you and your company? This is Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network. We fill that stadium every day with some of the most progressive-minded, forward-thinking farmers and ranchers around the world. Find out how the Red River Farm Network can carry your message to farmers and ranchers. We're the Red River Farm Network, and we're reporting agriculture's business. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, on the Red River Farm Network, I'm Tyler Donaldson. Rainfall amounts were highly variable over the holiday weekend in Brazil. Mato Grosso and western Goiás saw rainfall totals of 2 to 4 inches. Areas in central Mato Grosso do Sul, southern Bahia, and Mato Grosso also received rain, but with lower amounts. World Weather Incorporated expects the best chance for rain in the next 10 days will be across northern Brazil. With freeze-up, there is little change in this week's drought monitor. Northern Montana did see an increase in moderate drought conditions. The high plains were helped by a rain and snow system that moved through the region last week, and northern Colorado and eastern Nebraska enjoyed a small improvement in moisture profile. Van On and company market analyst Christy Van On says rains in South America are pushing the market lower. I think that's the driving force behind it, but I think it opened the floodgates for so many things. There's been a lot of talk of guys selling Jan 1 into the new year, and I wasn't quite sure that was actually going to happen. I, You know, for a flip of a calendar date, I understand the tax implications, but I was a little bit caught off guard, but I do think you're seeing some people do that. And then, you know, more than anything, I think with the rains, and the weakness it caused for some not so great technical setup, making new contract lows in the March corn, um, coming in here and breaking that support line for soybeans around the recent low. And so those things bring out sellers. USDA winter wheat condition ratings improved in a few key states. The Kansas crop rose from 36% good to excellent at the end of November to 43% as of December 31st. It was just 19% good to excellent last year. Oklahoma wheat rose from 53 to 67 percent good to excellent, up 38 percent last year. 
South Dakota wheat condition is up 2% from November to 54% good to excellent. That compares to 16% good to excellent last year. Rainfall continues in Brazil. World Weather Incorporated says northern Brazil will continue to see regular rounds of rain and thunderstorms through mid-January. To some degree, disease pressure is with us every year. North Dakota State University Extension plant pathologist Sam Markle says this past year was unique. Saw a lot of everything, I think, this past year, but not a lot of it, right? So there's a lot of things around, but there wasn't any burned-down epidemics that I know of. You know, we saw a good amount of bacterial blight, I suppose. We know soybean cyst nematode is moving around the countryside. It's moving slowly, but it's, it's going to be more problematic over time. We haven't seen a ton of white mold recently, but we can't forget about that one because that one survives for quite a few years in the soil and in, in this overwintering structure. Didn't see much rust at all, but when you have a warm winter, a lot of things can overwinter that don't normally overwinter as well. And this particular rust can overwinter. So there's a lot of things to keep our eye on, but there's really no smoking guns from last year. Rainfall totals by mid-month are expected to range from 4 to 9 inches over most of Brazil. Rainfall in Argentina is expected to increase by this weekend with regular rounds of rain and thunderstorms beginning Friday and running through mid-January. Rainfall totals by mid-month in Argentina are expected to range from 2 to 4 inches. And warmer temperatures are coming to an end in the Red River Valley, according to Grand Forks meteorologist Tyler Thomas. Um, as we get into the weekend, those high temps are kind of going to drop off a little bit, probably more in the teens by Sunday, kind of in that mid-ground Saturday as we transition. And then as we head into early next week, more of those teens to low 20s. As far as any precip goes, we are looking at pretty widespread snow across the area, just nothing substantial, kind of one to two inches across eastern North Dakota into the valley. Then as you get east of the valley, could see up to about three inches over into the Bemidji area. This has been a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Tyler Donaldson on the Red River Farm Network. Farm Business Management has tracked data from the Minnesota Water Quality Certification Program for the past four years. Throughout that time, participants outperformed their peers 15 to 20 percent on net farm income. It does lead to a lot of curiosity, but it does also lead to a conclusion that we know that water quality certification will not damage farm profitability over the long term. Scholarships are available to water quality certified producers to participate in farm business management. Visit agcentric.org for more information. Like that morning cup of coffee, the Red River Farm Network is the best way to start your day. Good morning, farm news time on the Red River Farm Network. You'll get the latest market trends. Looking at a grain market, we finally saw corn kind of trade its own fundamentals here. Weather with agricultural meteorologist Drew Lerner. Cooler temperatures will be occurring in the northern plains and upper Midwest. And today's top stories impacting your farm and your bottom line. We're the Red River Farm Network, and we're reporting agriculture's business.